0: Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we love you and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to be your sons and your daughters. And we do thank you for this gift, this friend, the Holy Spirit. And we ask that the Holy Spirit would continue to grow inside of us, that we would become more and more dependent that we would become more and more fascinated and that we would walk with the Holy Spirit. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We talked the first week of this series uh, about the Holy Spirit being our friend. and We talked about walking closely in the sense of relationally and that intimate friendship, which is what Paul says at the end of 2 Corinthians where he communicates that the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And The second week... Uh, we talked about being transformed by the Holy Spirit. So Paul talks in 2 Corinthians 3, he talks about being about transformed by the Holy Spirit. And so we talked about how he makes us holy, sets us apart. And then last week was big week, and we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I invited you to really kind of nail down what are your top three gifts and be able to verbalize and articulate those three gifts because bottom line is, is there's a whole lot of things we give our time and attention to and a whole lot of things we have memorized And we want to stand before Jesus one day and have known those treasures, those gifts that He's given each one of us to build up the body of Christ. And so we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit last week. Today, I want us to talk about the text that Dan quoted a moment ago, where Paul talks in Galatians 5 about walking in the Spirit or living by the Spirit, because each one of us are in this battle, it's a spiritual battle. And there is a temptation for each one of us to, I believe, sit back and accomplish far less than what the Holy Spirit has for us, both in our relationship and transformation as well as in the ministry that he's called us to. And Paul really addresses this pretty strong in Galatians chapter 5. And so we're going to read that together and then talk about it today. Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 16. So I say, Paul says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. So there it is. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So imagine that spirit and flesh in conflict. Spirit inside of you, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, Uh uh-oh, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. Whew, that was a big breath. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, my. But the fruit of the Spirit is, everybody breathes easier. Now we're picturing nice little plaques on refrigerators. Love. (laughs) Joy. That last list isn't on your fridge, I promise you. Peace. Patience. (laughs) Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, and this is it, have crucified the flesh, strong words, with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I want you to walk away today with a renewed vigor and vision to walk in step with the Holy Spirit, where you've got this idea that he can, number one, transform your desires. Number two, where he can help you bear spiritual fruit. And number three, where he can guide you and lead you. And this is Paul's big idea here. Paul kind of hits these right Right on, the, right on the head, because all of us experience this battle within us. And I really like the way that he juxtaposes and puts these two lists right by them. Of course, most of us have heard frequently the, 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 the fruit of the spirit, that list. But uh, fruit of the flesh, that list, that one we don't usually talk much about. But I want you to know that as, as we read that list, it's a high probability that as we read Hatred, envy, fits of rage. There's a part of you that you're going, oh my. There's a part of me that when I read that, I go, Oh my, because it's a battle. Even though you said yes to Jesus, even though you prayed, Holy Spirit, come be in me, you and I know that as we walk through our day, as people that have already said yes to the finished work of the cross, decided to follow Jesus, prayed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that you and I are on a journey. And sometimes those little pieces of the flesh, those things pop up. And so my goal in this context today in these few moments we have together is not to kind of just push it under the rug and just pretend like we're all good. And all we know is the fruit of the spirit and that fits of rage, envy, and those things aren't there. And just kind of wash over and just be like, Hey, it's Sunday morning. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. How you doing? No, I want us to talk about that battle a little bit so that we can grow more in the spirit and decrease the flesh so that the battle inside of us Paul talks this way in Romans 7 and he talks about this battle existing inside of him but our hope is that each one of us as a Christ follower that's decided to follow Jesus would slowly sometimes quickly sometimes slowly defeat crush down beat up kick out the works of the flesh and increase the works of the spirit. Now I know all of us, we're just circumstances arise and there's these moments where you see, I, I think there's still some, some part of me that's not sanctified yet. I think there are some things inside of me that still don't look quite like the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's easy just to pretend like those aren't there, but I want those to be an indicator, a moment for us to go, okay, God, you're still working on me and I surrender. I've got, I, I need Holy Spirit. I need you to come and be at work inside of me. I experienced it. Two summers ago, we were on our uh, vacation, uh, Renata and I and the kids, and uh, on the very first day of vacation, day number one, um, Renata got up uh, early the first morning and was going to go to the grocery store to fill the condo full of uh, food. And so she gets up and she pulls out and she comes back into into the condo 15 minutes later and she says, hey babe, guess what? I just hit a car. That's the best way to wake up on your first day of vacation, right? It's like you leave everything behind, and you show up, and you're ready to go hang at the pool. And it's like, hey, guess what? I just hit somebody. And so um, I wish that I could tell you in that moment. I popped out of bed, and I looked at her, and I said, hey, babe, are you okay? (laughs) Hey, did you spill your coffee? I'm so glad you're all right. But in that moment... (laughs) I know, this is, this, is, this is your pastor talking. I slammed the bed. I was like, no! Oh, why does this always happen to me? <laughs> oh, see, I think it's in there. Fit of rage, yes. Jealousy of people doesn't happen to, yes. Mm, I mean, there's some envy of people that doesn't happen to. It wasn't drunkenness, but it was maybe drunk with anger. I mean, it was like, it was not the Holy Ghost. And uh, it it's, it's, it's kind of pops out, and it's this evidence. All right, Holy Spirit. Not done with me yet. And I think for each one of us, we're on this journey of, okay, I want to submit my life to the Holy Spirit. And the question becomes, how? Now, here's what I want you to lock in with even before we say how. Even before we say, how do we submit our life to the Holy Spirit? How do we walk in step with the Holy Spirit? How do we walk with the Holy Spirit? What does it look like? I want you to lock in with this question. Do you really want to? Because in our culture, It is bizarre for you to say, hey, the God of the universe, the God who created everything, his spirit dwells within me. He has taken up residency in me. He has taken over governmental power inside of me and I voluntarily submit to his leadership. In our culture, people look at you and go, what? And so, man, even the way Paul talks here, it's like you no longer live for you. So let's just be real about that because it's, it's, that's a big deal. That's a big statement to say, him a my whole life submitted to the Holy Spirit and I, I do want him to be in control. But obviously we're the ones that have said, okay, I, I have decided. And, and my hope for each one of us is that when we face that moment where we recognize that there's still envy, where we recognize there's still the hatred or there's still the anger, there's still whatever it is that looks like the flesh rather than looking like the spirit, that in that moment, we would grow in our ability to just say, Holy Spirit, I am yours, change me. Like just right then and there, just transform me. Instead of the defense, well, that circumstance is it's legitimate for me to be that way, right? That's what we often do. Or we, maybe it's not the circumstance, maybe it's like our, our family. Well, my dad was always, he always had fits of rage, I have fits of rage. Or, you know, or we've got a reason why we just kind of get used to living right there in that. My hope is that we would grow in saying, okay, no excuses. I got a vision, I got a dream. Here's my dream. I want to be close to the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to transform me. I want to be different in the battle between the Spirit and the flesh. Holy Spirit, win! Because the truth is, the Holy Spirit inside of you is far stronger than your flesh. No. Yeah. Like, that's what John says. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Truth be told, The God of the ages at work inside of you is God, is powerful, and has the ability to crush, defeat, work out, destroy that flesh that sometimes we even defend. Wow, I just, because the truth is, if we're honest, sometimes we like it. And we might call it being cool when it's actually lukewarm. We might call it something else, but the truth is there's that peace inside of you that isn't fully surrendered, and my hope today is that we would gain this fresh vision that says, Holy Spirit, change me. I don't wanna defend it. I don't wanna, de- I don't wanna defend that why I've got it, man. I-, I want to look like, be like. I wanna walk in the spirit. I want the, the, the war within me. I want the battle that rages within me. I want the spirit to win day after day. I want my flesh to decrease. I want the spirit to increase because all of us have experienced that pain of not just the disappointment when we hurt other people with our fit of rage or any kind of walking in the flesh, but also the fact that when the Holy Spirit is what we talked about week one, your best friend, I will send the friend, the counselor, the advocate. It actually hurts the Holy Spirit. And you're like, it's double the pain. I love that hymn. David Crowder just redid it, but it's that one that says, Oh, prone to leave the one I love. Here's my heart, Lord, come and heal it. And all of us know that. Oh, why am I so prone to leave the one that I love? We, we, can, we resonate, we know it. And when you're close with the Holy Spirit, man, what happens is, is that desire, that's the key word, that desire to be close to the Holy Spirit, to be like the Holy Spirit increases. My hope for us is that he would transform, change, change our appetites, change so that actually looking like the Holy Spirit, looking like Jesus, being like God, that's actually what we desire. That's the secret. That is the way forward to being spirit-filled and enjoying it is when he actually changes your desires. I remember being 23 years old and talking to a guy who was in his 40s and I was telling him how great In-N-Out Burger was and he had never experienced it. And so I thought it was my opportunity to be an evangelist and tell him how great In-N-Out Burger really is. And so I started to talk about the good news of In-N-Out Burger. And so I started telling him about the burger, double double, chocolate shake, mm, change your life. And uh, he looked at me and he said, "Sounds terrible." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Oh no, 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 no." He said, "I prefer. I love. I would love." And he started to talk about vegetables and grilled chicken and salad. <laughs> and I remember being 23, thinking, "I can't compute." Like something is off with you, all right? But here's the reality. Truth is, it was real for him. It was a different set of desires, okay? Here's the bottom line. Many of us, in our defense, in our own mind, we start to defend, I'll always be this way. Uh, This is just my, I'm just gonna settle in right here because this, this is the flesh that I'll always have. And I wanna invite you into going on a journey where you say, Holy Spirit, change my appetites, Holy Spirit, change me. Because you know how it is when you meet someone and and you struggle, you, you struggle with fear and anxiety and they've got fresh faith. Or you've got this fit of rage and they seem to not struggle with rage and anger, or maybe you're, you're, you struggle with that depression and you're around someone and they seem to be always, they've got the joy of the Lord in them and here's the temptation for us to just go, well, that's just them and they're kind of ignorant and they're fake after all. They're not really dealing with real issues, but... My experience is, is, I love to get around some people that have been walking with Jesus for a while and allowing the transforming power of the Holy Spirit and being friends with the Holy Spirit long enough that their desires have actually been changed. And when they get into moments where they could stand in fear or faith, where they could stand in depression or joy, it's actually the desire within them to look like the Spirit. And so here's, here's the idea. Not running on this grid that says, okay, I'm gonna grit my teeth and watch me change watch me be transformed into the image of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Instead, it's, oh, oh, this place is surrender. Oh God. And it's just in the moment. It's just quick submission. Whew. Spirit of God, do a work inside of me. Change me, transform me, help me. Let, let, let it come alive in me. Let me see it. And so that's, that's my hope and my prayer because I feel like kind of where we're at is so often it's easy for us. It's easy for us to think I'm doing the spirit thing and it failed. I'm, I'm, I've tried that and I still have this addiction. I've tried that and it didn't work out. When in reality, you've barely, barely stepped into just a little bit of what the Holy Spirit has for you. But to kind of back out and go, I've been there, done that, tried that, bought the t-shirt and I'll always have this struggle. Well, is he God or is he not? Is it possible that you have not fully recognized, experienced, encountered, walked with, stayed in step with the fullness of what he has for you? Is it possible that God is bigger than you? Is it possible that his transforming power really is bigger than your flesh and that you just haven't got there yet? And that's actually really good news for you. Like, oh man, maybe I don't fully understand yet. Like, maybe there's more work for the Holy Spirit to do inside of me. A few years ago, Renata's friend, all my illustrations about you to today, babe. Love you, thank you. Uh, this one's a little harder. Uh, last one, you wrecked the car. This one's worse. Um, all right, but. Uh, a few years ago, one Renata's friends in Colorado, she uh, suddenly just start, fell in love with this new fitness thing called We Fit, right? Wii, the Wii, like the Nintendo Wii? Is that it? And so, um, so anyway, it's a, I won't tell you what it is, but anyway, so Renata comes to me and she says, babe, I've got what will, ch- I know how I can get into fitness. It's called We Fit. I said, okay. She, I said, you mean you, the number one person I know that speaks against video games, you want a video game workout thing? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So we went, we bought the Wii Fitness, brought it home. Renata tried it one time. End of sentence. One time. Now imagine if I took the Wii Fitness back to Walmart and said, this thing's broken. What? This thing's broken, just doesn't work. What do you mean? Well, I used it once. Renata used it once. We look the same. <laughs> the response is I don't think you got the fullness of what it can do. So here's the bottom line the Holy Spirit does a work. Holy Spirit, but you got to do your part and say, I surrender. Come be at work inside of me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold on to these pet sins, these pet addictions. <sighs> Holy Spirit, come have your way. Come be at work inside of me. Come, come, do what you want to do. And so, my prayer for us is that we would grow. Number one, at just saying, all right, transform my appetite, Holy Spirit. I, I, I want things of the Spirit. Number two. If we'll do that, then Paul goes on and here, this is the famous text, you know it so well, where he talks about the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, or the, the, you could say the proof of the Holy Spirit, like, like this describes what Jesus looks like. And so our prayer is, okay, God, let, let this start to grow inside of me. And, and, and understanding, you do your part, you surrender, have your way in me. And I don't want these things in my life, and I invite you, I stay in step with, I walk with you, and then the Holy Spirit starts to do his part. But my conviction is, is not that the Christian journey, the Christian transformation has been tried and didn't work, found wanting. It's, it's this truth. It's that it's, that it's hard. <laughs> it's that the truth is, is that we gotta over, and over we live in a real war zone, in the I mean, the flesh, the work of the enemy, it's out there so strong. And the temptation to just give up and just kind of saddle your sin and just say, all right, well, I'll always struggle with this one. And I'll have one foot in my flesh and one foot in the whole spirit-filled life. And I'll just kind of marinate right there. The problem is that's miserable. Because you got, you got just enough of the spirit at work inside of you that you're miserable in sin. And you go out and you pursue your flesh to the fullest degree and you're like, this is miserable because I've tasted and seen that he's good. I know that God is wrong. I know the Holy Spirit's bad works out. of me, and I'm I'm miserable. I'm quenching the Holy Spirit. I got all this. I don't wanna live in this. But if you fight for the flesh and you're trying to live the spirit-filled life, then your spirit-filled life, and often it's, yeah, it's too hard because you're secretly holding on to some things. And so the journey is, okay, I come and I, I give you my life and then you take over. You, This is your thing, Holy Spirit. I just, I, I give you my, and I'm not gonna hold on to that envy. I'm not gonna hold on to that hatred. Man, my temptation is to hold on to the hate in my heart for that person because that person stole from me or that person took my influence or that person, fill in the blank, they wounded me and I'm justified. And the Holy Spirit saying, Trust me. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if I can. I come on, trust me. And it's just, it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit, not you gritting your teeth saying, I can do this, watch for it all. love, joy, peace. and power. No, no. Come, Holy Spirit, be in me. Dialogue, conversation, care about what you care about. And transformation comes. Some people experience quick transformation. Quick. It's a prayer moment down here at the front, and they've struggled with something their whole life that's in the list of the flesh. They pray, and boom, Holy Spirit does something miraculous, and they're just—it's just like, oh! And they're walking out of church like, what's up? You know, like go to radiant. This thing's happening. I'm free. You know, no God, fight freedom. You know, it's like, yes. And other piece. Sorry, that was the second cup of coffee coming through. Um, <laughs> other people. Other people, it's like, man, I've been praying, I've been praying about this for years. But here's the deal: He will transform you, whether it's quick or whether it takes time. He is the Holy Spirit. He will keep His promise. He will. You stay faithful, stay surrendered, keep giving. I'm going to walk in step. I'm going to stay close, and you'll start to see it. But it is, it is ultimately His power, not yours. Ultimately, you, your job is, I just, I'm. The, but it is His. Power. You stay surrendered, and it's his power. It's like, I don't know about you, but I'm the dad that uh, oftentimes has forgotten to purchase the batteries for a battery-operated toy for my children. So on Christmas Day, they open up something amazing. I mean, jaw drop. Thank you, Dad. This is awesome. Christmas is great. I can't wait. And then where's the batteries? Oh, sorry. You'll have to save it for another day. Ah, and then the tears come forth, right? Here's the reality. A lot of us, we've got the box and we've got the toy and we're just kind of like, it's broke. But it, the, the Christian life, the transformation, it takes the Holy Spirit. It's the battery. It's like you need him don't, on your own. So don't let the Holy Spirit conversation to be, "Ooh, I don't like this conversation. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm good with church, but man, we talked about the Holy Spirit. That's, not a, that's somebody else's thing. I want to challenge you. Go the other route. Lock in your mind. You're a Holy Spirit guy. You love the Holy Spirit. You're being transformed by the Holy Spirit. You love the gifts from the Holy Spirit. You're trying to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And your story, who? Man, if God of the ages lives inside of me and is at work and is taking up governmental power inside of me, I'm not afraid of the conversation about the Holy Spirit. I'm fascinated by it. I want to be close to him. And just kind of lock in. Man, I am, I'm, I'm a Holy Spirit person. Last one is this, verse 25, where he says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. To be led by the Spirit. It's the song that we sang. Spirit, lead me where am I? Something, something, something. That song, like, it's that. Holy Spirit, sorry, lead me. It's, it's I, I, wanna, I wanna go where you're going. I'm gonna follow you. And here's what I wanna encourage you with today. When you go to follow the Holy Spirit, it is, He will take you, He will lead you like He led Jesus, not like the American dream. So when you read Jesus and look at Jesus talking about the Spirit, I mean, there's even this moment in Matthew chapter four where it says, The Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. What? Yeah, like Matthew 3, famous text, baptism event. Father speaks audibly over the son. Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove. And then chapter four, verse one, next moment, it says the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. You know what happens in the wilderness? You become dependent on God. You know, how in the wilderness, you start to say... My gifts, skills, my talents, my abilities, my income, my good looks, my great persuasive personality, my car, my house, my God. If I don't have you, I'm in trouble. God, I need you. It's the same way in the wilderness, where the Spirit is leading God's people out of Egypt through the wilderness. And the spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days and the spirit leads the people of God through the wilderness for 40 years. That's our example. And when we say yes, our thought is, hey, I stay in step with the spirit and his His thought to the good life, baby. It's like high school days, You're the football player, cheerleader, valedictorian, the man, the person, college, the Holy Spirit will lead me to be valedictorian and great. And then I'll go into fill in the blank. Whatever it is, your dream. Wrong. Holy Spirit dream, become like Jesus. Holy Spirit dream, accomplish Jesus' mission on planet earth. Holy Spirit leading might often take you not into What's easy for you, but to where you come out of the wilderness, dependent on him, yeah. leaning. Oh, dear God, I need you. Oh, oh, Holy Spirit, I need your power. I need, I need your leadership. I'm, I'm not all that. I'm bright, but I'm not that bright. I'm gifted, but I'm not that. I need God more than I need me. And that's the moment. That's the moment where it's beautiful. That's the moment where you start to go, I trust you, God. And that's the moment where life, do you know that he's a better governor than you are? That's the moment where actually life is an adventure with the Holy Spirit rather than you just trying to live the best life you can. And all of a sudden, adventure, yes. Challenging, yes. Filled with reward, yes. That same vacation that I mentioned earlier, uh, we were in Branson and uh, we went to Whitewater and Adeline was seven. And there was a uh, water slide that was a tube there and it was called the Kapow. And uh, Adeline really wanted to go on the Kapow, but she was either not quite tall enough or barely tall enough. And finally we worked it out that they agreed that she could go. And she went, up to the top of the cabal, and when it started to count down, all of a sudden, scared to death. You wanna know why she was scared to death? Because a seven-year-old is about to jump in a tube where the floor drops out and goes into a dark tube. I'd be scared too, right? And so Addie was a little bit scared, although after she did it, dad's at the bottom, warm water at the bottom, and she comes up, and she does not come up, saying, Dad! The floor dropped out, and it's miserable. I want to go home. She came out of the bottom going, Dad, it was so scary. The floor dropped out, and it was awesome. (laughs) I want to do it again. I want to go again. And she went again and again and again. Okay, you walk in step with the spirit. Looks scary. Are you kidding me? Floor's gonna drop out. You want me to fill in the blank for you? You want me to care about orphans in what kind of way? You want me to love in what kind of way? You want me to step out of my comfort zone and do, Holy Spirit, that's taking me on a place I, I've never been before. And it at first seems no way until floor drops out and you're on the ride of your life. And at the, at the very bottom, You get there, the embrace, the enjoyment of the Holy Spirit leading you, taking care of you. And you look at God and go, let's do it again. I wanna go again. And I'm convinced that one of the reasons why Christianity is dogged and people are critical of it is because they claim to have tried it, but never lived it. Because the Holy Spirit is faithful. And you come out on that other side and he led you and he took care of you and though you might not end up with all the works of the, f- of the flesh alive, you come out with the works of the spirit alive and whew, and I, you don't measure your success the way that the culture measures the success. You come out of the wilderness going, that was hard. That was a little scary. Floor dropped out. Let's go again. Why? Far more enjoyable to be with the Holy Spirit in the wilderness than in bondage in Egypt. And let me tell you, bondage is miserable. Spirit lived, wholly dependent on God. It's an adventure and he'll be faithful. I'll close with this personal story. And I just want you to know it because one of my favorite things is just to tell you some of the journey of planting this church. We're still in the first year of Radiant and... um, Last summer, Renata and I had already moved here and um, we, had, we were just one morning talking about how the Lord had taken such good care of us but we had this dream of, of launching and uh, we didn't have nearly the funds that we needed and, and so we needed quite a bit more in order to buy the things you see, the sound system and the curtains and all the stuff for Radiant Kids and the trailers and all the stuff and uh, I looked at her and I said, you know, I don't know how I don't know how God's going to provide I only know that he will which in that moment was a mix because I had watched little miracle after little miracle unfold and uh that very day that day I got a phone call there's a friend of mine and he said hey David uh, every year our youth conference takes up an offering for a cause Last year, we did it for a missions organization. This year, we've decided that we want Radiant Church in Kansas City to be the one that receives the offering at our youth conference. Well, that's not that big of a deal until you know that the youth conference has 15,000 teenagers at it. And 15,000 kids, six weeks later, took up an offering for our church. And we're not an eye. Look at each other. want to invite you go on a journey and the temptation (laughs) is hold on to my I want to hold on to my flesh I don't want to risk again it's too hard until you stay real close stay in step get alone again real let the Holy Spirit reawaken your heart again and say okay God I, wanna, I, I, I want the fruit of the Spirit just growing off of me. Or my, my root system is so deep and walking in step with the Holy Spirit that I'm not gritting my teeth trying to have joy. I'm not gritting my teeth trying to have peace. I have peace. I've got love. Why? Because you've got the Holy Spirit alive inside of you. Because the Holy Spirit's at work. And it is not a theory that some author, Christian author, in the 21st century wrote. It's not a sermon that you heard, it's your story. It's, the, it's God at work inside of you. And we just got some dreams around here. I just, I can sense it. I mean, I just feel like the work of the Holy Spirit, I like to see it kind of like a wave, you know? Like you just, it's nothing that we create, it's not, but the Holy Spirit's at work. Arthur Wallace said, hey, you wanna find out what God's doing in your generation? You want God to be at work in your life? Find out what God's doing in your generation and jump on. I feel like there are sometimes these Holy Spirit waves where God's at work. And our job is just to catch the wave. And I feel like one of the things that God's doing here at Radiant is, I feel like the Lord wants to do some pretty amazing things. And this is, this is just a wave and we're all jumping on together. And I wanna encourage you, get before God. Don't fight for your flesh. Don't fight for it. Surrender. Holy Spirit, I don't want to fight for my flesh. I don't want to fight for that list. And I want that decrease, spirit increase. And lead me where you go, I go. It's not the Holy Spirit staying in step with you. Come on, Holy Ghost, follow me. Transformed in the process, and you actually become Jesus to your world. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com.